Hey, it's Binger Purge. Welcome back. Thanks yes. for coming back. Thank you. If you listened to the last one, uh, thanks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's mm-hmm. wrong with you? If you just jumped in on episode two, didn't want to go all the way back to episode one, yeah. that's fine too. Yeah, I mean, you can go back and it's not like, oh, we're, what were they doing last week? I need to, no, you're fine. <laughs> hey, I mean, we're all cool with you, you know, listen to as many of these, but you're not going to be out of the loop. Yeah. Um, my name is Demo. I'm your host. My co-host is Sir Joseph Taylor. Joe? Thanks, Demo. Joe Thanks. Taylor, yeah. is it? Yes. Joe's fine. Joe's fine. Good. Excellent. And um, this is the show where we go over things that are streaming on the streaming services and the occasional cable TV show, like to throw in if there's something that's really good. We do not do features, nothing that was uh, released theatrically in a theater. Listener Greg pointed out that in our first episode, we did do a review of a movie that was released in the theaters. He was questioning our logic on it. So we hear you, listener Greg. Moving forward, any feature that we review, any movie, will be an original to that streaming service. Nothing that was released theatrically. But if it was a feature released specifically for streaming service or cable, we can review it. Right. And I have to apologize to Greg. Two, two things I want to say to listener Greg. Number one, he's right. You know, I, I broke our own format right off the bat, episode one. For that, Greg, I'm sorry. And number two... Get a life, dude. Come on. <laughs> Greg, I love you. All right, we, love, we love listening, Thanks Greg. Thanks for your notes, Greg. Yep, we appreciate it. Um, let's get into it. Let's do it. So last uh, episode, we were talking at length about a uh, forthcoming Netflix original movie called The Dirt, based on the book by Neil Strauss and Motley Crue about Motley Crue. Uh, the Dirt is out now. It's very popular, according to the uh, recommendations, anyway. You watched it. What did you think? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Like, here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. I do like Motley Crue. I don't know if that's cool or not cool at this point, but I do like I do like some of Motley Crue, you know? And it's like, I, you know, I like 80s metal. I admit, I love 80s metal, all right? It's all right. I, I know. I'm, I mean, I, I take a lot of grief for that. You know, it's like, eh, screw you. I love 80s metal. So while I was looking forward to this, I was weary about it. And sure enough, not that the dirt is bad, but it ain't good. It's just a hodgepodge, everything thrown together in the 80s, music biopic. It's like basically VH1's behind the music with cursing and heavier drug use. And it really doesn't tell you anything about the band this is one of those cases where it's like, read the book. Now, I know it's much easier to sit in front of, a, uh, of your computer or TV for two hours and get as much Motley Crue the dirt as you need. But if you're really into it, the book is great. But uh, it just doesn't work as a movie. And it's like, and I know I nitpick. I nitpick. I know I do this. But all, all these biopics do this, especially anything that's like supposed to take place in a certain time where they, they have songs that have not come out yet at the point of the movie that it's taking place in, okay? And I know that, I know, like, they go to the... Was go there to, some of that? Was there tons some? Of it, tons right. of it. They go, they go to the party the first time they're going to see Vince Neil at the, that pool party, and he's singing. He's singing a song by Billy Squire that hasn't come out yet. Billy Squire's My Kind of Lover was released in 1981, the same year Vince Neil joined the band. So that one's close. 
the fateful night when he's in the car and he kills Razzle of Hanoi Rocks, you know, and it's like, it's like December, 1984. They put the date on there, 1984. And then they're listening to a song by New Shoes that doesn't come out till 1986. And I know it's like, who cares? I care. I care. Get it right. Just once. Yeah. I want them. And then it's like, there's a, you know, the Doc McGee, he's like, I managed all these bands, you know, I managed Kiss and Scorpions and Skid Row. And I'm like, nah, yeah, you did manage Skin Row, Skid Row, excuse me, but not for another eight years. Like Skid oh. Row isn't even in a band at this point. I know, but they're, but I know they got to throw it all in two device. hours. Yeah. And then my other complaint is, they get halfway through the Motley Crue story, and it's like, and then they went to rock on for another 20 years. And I'm like, what? Like, they, <laughs> like they don't even get into any of the Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee stuff. I mean, yeah, that's like that a huge weird. part of the book. I mean, half of what Tommy Lee is famous for is being with Pamela Anderson. Like, how about the, you know, what happened right. with the sex tape, right? We don't get into any of that. Right. I just, I feel like this movie would have been great. If it had been directed like by Martin Scorsese, like he did Wolf of Wall Street, except I know Martin Scorsese wouldn't come in a country mile of the Motley Crue biopic, but it needed, it needed an edge. It needed to really go for it. It's called The Dirt. You know, maybe this thing should have streamed on Pornhub and it would have been more true, but like, it just seems like a homogenized, cut off at the knees. I don't know. I don't know. I just, it just... It didn't work for me. The casting was off. And look, it's here's the thing. It's not unwatchable. You can watch it. You can put it on the background, and, and it's like light and fluffy. But it's not really like the dirt. Yeah. As a Motley Crue fan, it left me nah. Okay. All right. I I, I liked it a lot. I watched it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the casting. I liked Machine Gun Kelly as Tommy Lee because he was such. I don't know if he was a bad actor or just came off like a total goofball, but I think that Tommy Lee around that time probably was just as awkward as a poorly acted version of Tommy Lee now. So for me, it seemed very true. I mean, it did all have like a little bit of a sense of humor to it that I don't think those guys probably really had much of a sense of humor. Um, but I thought it was good. I thought the music was great. Um, I don't know. I liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Hey, some people are loving it. So, oh man, I really enjoyed it. Hey, great. I'm just saying how I felt. It was a disappointment. And I, and here's the thing. You had high expectations. I did. I know. Foolishly. You thought it was going to be Saving Private Ryan too. Oh yeah. I was like, you know, storm the beaches of Sunset (laughs) Boulevard, you know? Oh my God. You know, but I, here's the thing. I, I waited Till 12.01 Thursday night. I mean, it was like I was yeah. waiting in line for a movie. You know what I mean? I'm like, 12.01, I got to yeah. watch it. And I watched it. And then like an hour and a half and I looked and I'm like, oh, God, there's still a half an hour more of this. <laughs> I had lost. It just because it was just playing fast with the rules. And I get it. And, and yeah. here's the thing. Like the one thing I wanted this movie to have, it did which is the scene with Ozzy Osbourne snorting the ants and licking up his own pee, right? And then when I had that scene, I was like, "Uh, I guess I really didn't want to see this. Like, it just, like, I'm like, what's the point? Even though, like, I, like, whenever I think of Ozzy and Motley Crue, that's what I think of is, like, snorting ants. And then you see it and you're kind of like, nah. 
I well, don't know. stuff's much more shocking on the page than it is. Like, if you read that in a book, it's much more shocking than when you see it on TV because we have things like Jackass now and stuff also Speaking directed of, by Jeff right. Tremaine. Yeah. So which should tell you, which should tell you right there what you're getting. Yeah. He almost has himself to blame because nothing is really shocking on TV anymore. And you see you guys snort ants and you're like, well, that's fake. And right. Like Johnny Knoxville did that for real right. probably two I mean, weeks yeah, ago. I think it, there's a problem with like the shocking stuff that they did in the eighties. Not like, shocking. Not now. shocking anymore. It's like, yeah. No. So they just look like a bunch of idiots. Yeah. They're almost like in the like right now you think these guys are in the wrong time. You know what I mean? Like these there's just yeah. idiot I mean, of course they were idiots back then. Uh in its defense, the one sequence I did enjoy was like a day in the life with Tommy Lee, the POV, where yeah, he's, he yeah. goes, how did I end up handcuffed to this bed? And they do like 24 hours of being on the road and what what it's like. Yeah. I would have liked more of that than like this like heavy fisted, like the part with Vince Neal's kid dying, which was like, it just seemed like, well, we got to put it in here because it's what happened. But there was no build up to it. I didn't even know who the mother was. Like no. I couldn't, I'm like some, some, you know, bleach blonde actress. Like how about, oh, that's the mother of this child. I mean, yeah. there, there was no, there really was no narrative to it, but um, it wasn't really, I, I mean, I didn't expect it to be a, narrative movie like there, there there wasn't really a beginning middle and end it was just in order chronologically and for the most part and then that was it it was just a bunch of scenes yeah and i know i which, just which is kind of what i expected i guess i didn't expect it to be like a story you know because all those guys are still alive right like there's no i mean there's no big climax or ending none of them no. have really changed none I of them think. died you know right, died they're, they're, you know turning their lives around they were just you know big jerks in the 80s and now they're still around i guess yeah i guess i'm the fool for thinking i was gonna get more from the motley crew biopic <laughs> you know i mean it's like you know i can't really argue because come on you know what well, i mean you said you said something last night you said uh, you expected a great motley crew movie but does motley crew deserve a great movie? right that's what i did say <laughs> It's, they're I not going to yeah. get right. Brian, Brian Singer, Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, right. But yeah, like I was saying, like, like I want Scorsese, but Scorsese's like, who's Motley Crue? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They did about as much cocaine as you did in the 80s, Marty. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But um, So binge or purge? Uh, you know what? <laughs> you didn't think about for, this? For, I, well, I mean, for two hours, you know, I'm sorry, I got to purge. Okay. Fine. I, I would say it's a it's a good watch. However, if you're over the age of uh, 17, it's going to offend you. It's so filthy. It's I mean, even for me, it was like uh, some of this was just a little too like graphic for the sake of being graphic. Especially the first, you know, about a minute into the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of that stuff. And uh, it's funny. My my mother listens to this show and she said, I, I heard you guys talking about that. That movie, the the dirt. I know you like Neil Strauss. I can't wait to watch that movie. And I said, no, 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 no. Joe's mother purge. <laughs> Do not purge. Watch Under no circumstance uh, should you watch this movie. But uh, you know, honestly, though, it was probably very accurate. And Neil Strauss is a journalist at heart. And if you went and spent some time with these guys, that's what you would have experienced. But they didn't really craft a story out of it, and maybe it didn't need to be so. Yeah, my argument is just, and I have a problem with all these movies that take place in the 80s. It's like they just, anything that happened in the 80s, it's like, oh, something happened in 1989. Well, let's throw it in 1981. Who cares? It's like a hot, it's like, but I know I'm just 
I'm a real stickler on like getting it right. And I know this movie's I shouldn't be thinking in terms of that. It's the Motley Crue movie. But yeah. that's you know, I want it to be right. All right. Well, uh, The Dirt on Netflix. Uh, a lot of people are watching it. I can tell you that. But uh, it's, you know, I think it's worth a watch. Demo says watch everything else on Netflix first. And then if you run out, then watch The Dirt last. Um, okay. So first up thing from this week. Uh, what do you got first? All right. I'm just letting you know right now I loved this. I've watched it repeatedly. Um, well, you can't just watch it. It's shorts. Let's get right to it. It's... Love, Death, and Robots. It's on Netflix, okay? It's 18 animated shorts, sci-fi shorts, basically. Sci-fi, horror, sexualized shorts that I freaking loved. I know I loved it because I'm going back and I'm watching the ones that I really like multiple times. And it's great because some of them are six minutes, some of them are 17 minutes, and, you know, you choose the ones you like, and they're great for multiple viewings. This is what I love about it. And it, here's what it is. It's um, these shorts, uh, executive produced and created by Tim Miller, who directed the first Deadpool, and David Fincher. And it's basically their homage, in a way, to heavy metal from 1981 that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a touchstone movie. If you grew up in the eighties, it's a cartoon with, with uh, nudity. It's a cartoon with boobs, right? And that was when you're a little kid, you're like, Oh my God, a cartoon with boobs. You know, you like freak out, you know, even, but here's the thing as an adult now, I'm still like, it's a cartoon with boobs. I can't say, look at not every one of them is great, but here's the thing. If you see one, you don't like Switch to the next one. There's another one coming up. Okay, so it's an anthology. They're it's, not connected. They're not at connected all. at all. They're all different. It's basically, you know, they're sci-fi short stories, sci-fi horror, pretty much. It's it's a and comedy. Some 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 funny ones. There's one that deals with like um, if you went back in time and, and changed how when and how you killed Hitler, how that would affect hmm. the future. It's it's cute. Another one where the yogurt taking over the world that has like a Pixar kind of early Pixar kind of look that's cute. But then there's there's other ones that are like, you know, motion capture, CGI. They look like something out of a video game. Those can be pretty dope. Uh, the, the the animation runs the gamut. I mean, they're all done on the computer, but some look hand-drawn even though they're done on the computer. Um, the standouts for me animation-wise uh, was Sonny's Edge and The Witness. Now, The Witness, people go, is like a misogynistic mess, but the animation in it is amazing. It's so sick. The stuff is sick. I loved it. Now, it's not for everybody. I know you think probably not for you. I'm just saying if you like to see something new, something cool, and, you know, it's short attention span theater for sure, you can, you know, fly through these. I highly recommend these. My favorite one, narratively speaking, was called Zima Blue. I won't give anything away, but I loved where it went. And, look, there's 18 of them. Not all of them are great, but enough of them are where I, I recommend them for sure. This is the fa- this is my favorite thing on Netflix right now. Wow. I'm telling everybody that I think would m- remotely like them, check it out. Now, if you don't like it, I don't know what's wrong with you. But all, all I know, all my nerd animation friends mm-hmm. that I went to college with, this is, this is right up their alley. You know, and I'm just like, I just keep telling them, love death and robots, love death and robots, do it. Okay. And now- so, so I make it official. This is a binge. 
<laughs> Got it. Just making a note for myself yeah, when okay. I drop yeah. this in right. later. Yeah. Um, okay, so Love, Death, and Robots. Now, I just a quick reaction from me. I started watching this. I watched a couple minutes of it. I saw that it was CGI st- uh, stuff. I didn't know that they were all different and that they were all short. That changes my mind, so maybe I'll go back and uh, watch a little bit of it. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, check that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know, it's not for everybody, but, I mean, I think I've made my point clear on how I feel about this series. Got it. What do you got, man? Okay, so I recently rediscovered a show that um, I've never met anyone who has watched this show. Although, if you use Netflix, uh, it's always popping up. Uh, it came out originally about two years ago, um, and now it's back for season two. The only way you would know that, I think, is if you drove down Sunset Boulevard regularly or if you watched um, a lot of Netflix. But this is season two of The OA. The, like T-H-E, and then the letters, initials, O-A. The A-O? Yeah, that's what, that's what you called it earlier, I'm right? sorry, yeah, the O-A. The my O-A. Bad, yeah. Now... This is the Brit Mar- Martling? Brit Marling, Brit yeah. Brit Mar- Mar- yeah. Created That's her thing, it. right? Created, okay. Yeah, wrote it. I think directs some of it, uh, stars in it, and she's great. Um, supporting cast, uh, the lady who plays Phyllis on The Office, uh, she's in it, and she's great. The actress is Phyllis Smith, and yes, she's great. Season one was very, very strange. Uh, season one was definitely a binge. I don't want to give away anything, even though season one's been out for two years, but the O in OA, do you know what it stands for? No. Do you want to guess? No. Okay. It stands for original. Okay. Uh, And this series is that. It is original. It's more original than it is good, I think. (laughs) I mean, it, it looks good. The acting's, everything about it is good, but the originality and the uniqueness and sort of the weirdness to it. I mean, it's hard to describe to somebody. Like if I tried to tell you everything that happened in season one, you'd be like, what? Um, it's very strange. But if I'm watching season two, I absolutely got to watch season one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can't I can't just in. like pick it up. No. Like that one time I tried to pick up that show on Fox Legion and like it's third season. And I was like, uh-uh. Like, I had no idea what was going on. That's the yeah. case here. I've got to watch it from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they do a they do a recap at the beginning, you know, the, but it's like even the recap's 10 minutes long, so you just got to watch the whole thing. Um, it's, it's sort of a mystery, I guess. That if you had to assign a genre to it, it's mystery because it's very, um, like, you don't really know. You just don't know what's going on. I mean, I mean, you don't know what the rules in the world are. You don't know who the people are. Um it's it's very interesting, very compelling stuff. Season two just came out, and it's better than season one. Um, I mean, I, I thought it was a one and done type of thing where they told the story in one season, and it was yeah, it was good. But now they're coming back, and they're kind of building on the rules of the show that they've created, and it's great. And uh, definitely, the OA is a binge for me. Start with season one. What does the A stand for? That I'm not going to tell you because you oh, got to watch till like. Oh, you tease! I mean, you could easily just Google. I it, could but, look it up. I know, but okay. But that's the thing. I you don't really even think about it until um, the last episode, I think, of the first season. But uh, it's it's got some really cool stuff in it. So that's a binge. 
oh. for me. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's um, good to watch something that you like. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. It's actually one, you know, I, I got somewhere about 20 minutes before I was supposed to be there the other night, and I sat in the car in the parking lot and pulled it up and watched about half of an episode on my phone. Ooh. The, oh, then, That's a ringing endorsement when you phone it. Yeah, when you're sitting in the car. And yeah. Then, um, and it's, by the way, it's about uh, 10 episodes, I think. Maybe Jess can fact check this. Uh, but they're about an hour long. So okay. it's, it's a meaty, you know. It's, it's a commitment. So right now yeah. I'm looking at 20 hours of television if I start from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, I, I hear you. Something to think about. Okay. All right. Cool. What's up next for you? Uh, next, I switched over to Hulu. Because, like, you know, I can't be on Netflix all the time. So right. I went over to Hulu. They don't pay us enough. I saw that. enough billboards. I saw enough ads <laughs> for Shrill. Okay. Never heard of it. Now he's. You know, <laughs> how did you miss it? It's like everywhere. It's been like, in, I've been in Hollywood four times this week. Okay. Never no, heard of it. No Shrill. Okay. So Shrill is 80 Bryant of SNL. It's her I show. I love her. You, li- you like 80 Bryant? Is, are there, where did you hear about this? Are there billboards or something? Yeah. Joe, Shrill billboards? They're everywhere. Have you not seen them? They're all over the place. I'm looking at one right now. I don't just miss them, I Maybe guess. they're just on the west side. I don't know. But been down there. I've seen I've seen them everywhere. I drive with my eyes closed a lot. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that makes. But you haven't heard the the ads in your sleep. No, I'm seeing. <laughs> like they just they enter the subconscious. Shrill. Yeah. You know. Well, she's funny. Well, then you'll love this. Okay. But I didn't because all right. But let's let's break it up. Six half hour episodes. So here's the thing. You can do it in three hours. I say go do something else in your three hours. <laughs> Not that this show is bad, it's fine, but it doesn't do anything new. It is nothing new in this show. Basically, the premise is uh, A.D. Bryant is, you know, she's she's a heavy girl. She's a plus-size girl, mm. and it's her making her way in the world today takes everything you got, right? Is that the, that's uh, from Cheers. Right? Oh, but this, yeah. I don't know. I'm just... I thought that was Laverne and Shirley, That's, that's Shamil Shamazel. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so she's a she's a writer, right? She's a journalist mm-hmm. for some, you know, newspaper website, hodgepodge, whatever. BuzzFeed type yeah, of thing. Yeah, right. And yeah. it's like, uh, and she, uh, you know, she's trying to, you know, get in good with the boss. And the boss is played by uh, John Cameron Mitchell, who's hilarious in it, but is playing, once again, um, this dickish asshole boss that I just keep seeing over and over. There's nothing new about this character. While he's he gives a good performance, this character did not work for me. Uh, it's, it's other, uh, I've seen it before, and apparently he's loosely based on Dan Savage because this whole series is based off of a book. Let me get it right. Called uh, Shrill, right there. Okay. Yeah. Right. Notes from a Loud Woman by Lindy West. So Lindy West is creating the show. She's also an executive producer, along with Lauren Michaels, SNL, and um, for some reason, Elizabeth Banks is producing it as well. Um, Julia Sweeney is also in it, and Daniel Stern. They play her parents. And, uh, and then this guy named uh, Luca Jones plays her on-again, off-again boyfriend named Ryan, and I fucking hated him. 
hated hated this care i don't know what i hated the character the performance this guy was a a man child i should man child who am i kidding but <laughs> i know i know but this guy was a douchebag man child right. like the whole time you're just like just get you know break up with this guy get rid of him he's just he's he's awful but yet he sticks around and here's the thing whenever i start one of these shows i'm like i give it five episodes you know i'm like i'll okay. give you five episodes to see how it goes I had intended to stop at five, but lo and behold, there's only six. So I did watch the whole thing. Okay. And it just, there's nothing, there's nothing really like it's, you know, it's a big girl, you know, trying to like stick to herself. She's not, she's not trying to diet, you know, she's not like, I've got to lose weight, which is, that's cool. She's like comfortable with who she is, but she's still, you know, the world is still beaten down on her. And, um, you know, it's her basically dealing with this douchebag boyfriend that, God, I hated this guy. This sounds so. This sounds like a writing class exercise. It could, it could like be. Like a spec script. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's just not worth my three hours. Okay. I've, I've, I've seen this stuff before. It doesn't really, I mean, and nothing was like, oh my God, but this one episode was so, meh. You know, if they, look it. I talked to a couple girls this week. I mentioned it and they're like, they loved it. Like, oh my God, shrill. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And I'm like, you know. I'm not the audience for this. But at the same time, am I the audience for Pen15? I don't know, but I loved that. Yeah. I highly recommend Pen15 way more than Shrill. Look at the Shrill, it's a purge. Purge it is. Okay. That's Shrill on Hulu. Six half hour episodes, still too many, says Demo. Um, okay. Good. Well, let's go on to my next one then. This one is about the most obscure show uh, that I've ever recommended to anybody because no one's heard of it. No one has met anyone who's heard of it. Um, and I don't, I don't know why. This is a show um, created by Jordan Peele, who you probably have heard of. Uh, Key and Peele, Get Out. Us. Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele. He's like hmm. the biggest. Oh, and he's ma- remaking the uh, Twilight Zone, or he's reiterating the Twilight Zone. I'm going to have to look this guy up. He's one of the hottest guys in Hollywood. He's Jordan got, Peele. He's got a show on YouTube Red. Uh-huh. It's six half-hour episodes. Not nearly enough. I could have watched 25 of these things uh, almost in a row. It's got LeVar Burton, Sarah Gilbert, Michael Sarah, Rosario Dawson. Um, oh, <laughs> I'm not telling you what it's called. It's called Weird City. Weird City. Now, the thing is, they live in this city that's divided by a line, a literal line or border, uh, where th- there's the um, upper half of the city and the lower half of the city, and they can cross the line uh, almost at will. They go through, like, metal detectors and stuff, but there are the above-the-line people and the below-the-line people. So there's a little bit of, like socioeconomic metaphor to the show um, about how people live differently in different parts of the world or different cities and stuff. Um, it's an anthology. It's it's very much like Black Mirror in that it's set 20 years in, in the future, like not far enough in the future that it looks like the future, but they do have technology that we don't quite have, like see-through TV panels and stuff. Um they're not really connected except for a couple of the characters exists in other storylines. So it's, it's all in the same world, but it's not, uh, 
you could just watch one of them. You don't have to watch like like your robots cartoon. Right. You don't have to watch all six of don't them. Don't call it a cartoon. <laughs> don't call it a cartoon. Um, but no, I definitely want to check this one out because I know you know obviously I know who Jordan Peele is and it sounds yeah. great. Yeah, it it really is good. Uh, Charlie Sanders wrote all of them with him. Um, it's I, I mean it's gotten no attention. I'm, like I mean I said, all I hear about is the Twilight Zone. Who, yeah. I hear no marketing behind this. The only way I know about it is because you showed me the trailer for it like a couple months ago. Yeah. I have not heard about this from anybody except you. Yeah. And it's got Jordan Peele's name on it, and you'd think it never existed. Yeah. And it's also got um, uh, Laverne Cox is in it. Uh, I mean, th- there's a long list of recognizable talent. Sort of some, there's sort of a representative from every like niche. Um, like category. I mean, Michael Sarah and LeVar Burton don't exactly have the same fan bases, but they, there's so many different types of people in it and it's a great metaphor. I mean, a lot, you know, it's just like black mirror in that every episode sort of has a, a point or a message to it about the dangers of technology or the daint rather the dangers of relying on technology. And it's got a cool look to it. It's also a little bit of like a Philip K. Dick, um, Blade Runner type of look, but also not so far in the future that that you can't identify. Like it, it, it looks like your neighborhood in fifty years or something. Um, so weird city uh, on YouTube. YouTube Red. Okay, you can get YouTube Red free for a month and then cancel it. This will only take you three hours. And our recommendation it. was get YouTube Red when Cobra Kai season two comes out and do this show with that. Yeah. Yes. Exactly, and and just watch them both over and over. Um, I hope it comes back. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea if if maybe people have heard of this that sit and watch YouTube videos or something. But I don't know. I it just it just has disappeared, and it's a, a shame because it's a great show, and I hope people find it because of us. Yes. Yeah, man. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so to recap, reaction: we both watched The Dirt. Demo says Purge. Joe says binge. Neither of us feel that strongly in either direction. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not going to be the end of the world if you end up watching the dirt. You're not, you're yeah. not going to, you know, hate yourself for it. Yeah. But you know, don't expect anything. Right. Um, love, death, and robots. Joe hasn't seen it. Has no interest in seeing it. <sighs> Foolish. <laughs> no. Uh, if you like animated robots or are under the age of twelve, uh, Demo <laughs> says binge. Uh, actually, it sounds cool. I'm going to give it another shot. Uh, the OA season two, Joe says binge season one first. You'll find out what the A stands for. This is a big binge for you. Yeah, I really liked it, and it's it's ten episodes, hour long. It's a commitment, but it keeps you engaged because it's very. Um, I don't want to say confusing, but it's a it's a mystery. It's a mystery piece. Uh, Shrill. Remind us what you said about that. Eh, it's a it's a purge, but you know you can you can watch it in three hours if you want, but go do something else. It's just there's nothing new there. Okay, six half hour episodes. It sounds like uh, the people who made the show didn't even like it that much. If they only made six of them, um, and then Joe's final uh, recommendation: uh, binge for sure. Binge, Weird City, Jordan Peele's YouTube Red series. So that's it. Um, what's going on in the news, Demo? Well, this week, because what we need, what we need is more content. What we need is another streaming service. I'm always telling you, like, there's just not enough to watch. 
I need another streaming service to pay how much for. So we got Disney Plus coming in the fall. We don't have an exact date, right? But that's coming and that's going to have Star Wars and Marvel and Pixar and every freaking Disney thing you can imagine. And I'm like, I'm on the fence whether I'm going to get that. And then, oh, this week, guess what? Apple has their own streaming service coming, and they had their big announcement with every celebrity in the world, Steven Spielberg leading the charge, J.J. Abrams, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, Oprah, did I mention Oprah? Oprah again, you know, I mean, it's just like, you know, all the, every, the A-list of Hollywood, it's like, and it's like, just content, content, content. They ran down a list of shows, they had trailers, you know, clips from everything, And some of the stuff looks good, but my argument is just like, stop. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to pay for another service, and I want to watch another service. It just seems like everything is going to be so niche. And it's like, like look at like the, the fact that like, you know, the YouTube bread thing. Like, how do I even watch that? You know what I mean? I got to yeah. I, I know it's like, but I mean, there's a limit to yeah. how many streaming sites Americans are going to put up with. Right. Right. And it's like, I know we're all, oh, we got to take on Netflix. And it's like, yeah, I know you got to take on Netflix. But I mean, you're, you're going to cannibalize each other at some point right. because there's just too much of it. Yeah. You know, and, of, you know, but of course, there'll probably be that one show on Apple's Plus that you're like, oh, my God, how have you not yeah. seen so-and-so? It's incredible. And it's like, oh, God, how am I, you know, like, am I supposed to buy Another service for like $11 a month. This is going to end up costing more than cable. Cut the cord, cut the cord so I don't have to have cable and pay for things I don't want. You're going to end up paying so much for every one of these services. You might as well have cable. Right. Now, who knows? It could be like, oh, man, Apple Plus is killing it. It's incredible. Who knows? But I'm just telling you we're going to burn out. As a yeah. society, as a TV watching society, we are going to hit a point where it's just too much. Right. Because, I mean, these networks almost become as as diverse as the shows. It's like you don't, you don't, you only have time for so many shows. Now, how many networks do you have time for to go look through 10 shows to find one that you like? I mean, it's just, it's a, a branching out, uh, you know, it's, it's just really, it's getting out of control. I agree. Right, so we'll see what the future holds, but I'm just like, I mean, look, I'm having enough problem like w- watching shows for this podcast. You know, I'm like, I yeah. gotta, I gotta watch stuff, I gotta watch stuff, you know. And it's like every, and I'm going to all my friends, you know, getting suggestions, recommendations, and everybody, you know, how everyone's got their show. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm overwhelmed at this point. Well, how often, let's say five years ago, how often did you ask someone if they've seen? Uh, you know, Barry, or make up a show that's on streaming or cable, and say, hey, have you seen, um, you know, whatever, Bored to Death? And somebody goes, what? What's that? Now I feel like I've got a 5% chance of my friends who are in the industry having heard of whatever show I'm watching right now. You didn't now. even, like, sh- like I said, shrill, right? You have no, like, what? Never heard of it. And I love A.D. Bryant. Right. So, hey, maybe it's a show for you, but, but like, you wouldn't even know about it. Never you know what I mean? Now, if, it was, it. if it was network, you're going to come across it, right? If it's yeah. on regular television, terrestrial television, what they're even calling it now. <laughs> I don't even know what they're calling it. Regular TV. You get, oh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some marketing behind it, but, but I feel like there's marketing behind that show, but you're not even seeing it. Right. So, I'm just saying... Things are getting lost. You're, everything's going to be good. Things, good are things are lost. good. Things are getting lost. Yeah. Well, that's why we're here is to stop that from happening. So, right. Yes. Um, love, death, and robots. 
Weird City. I think those are our top two recommendations from the show. So go out and binge those before uh, our next episode, everybody, please. And also, um, uh, we're in the iTunes store now, so you can subscribe. Hooray! You can uh, you can give us five stars or four stars. You could give us three stars. You could give us two stars. Just give us a listen. You could give us one star. Yeah. Just means you're engaging with us. Who I don't cares? Know zero. I don't think you can do zero. Zero is just, I'm not even going to click. Like, are, are we as bad as your Uber driver? You know what I mean? Are right. we stinking up your joint? You know? <laughs> are we taking you the wrong way down some crazy street where you might get, you know, shot? No. No. We're just telling you, hey, watch this, don't watch this. But don't come back at us like, this show sucked. Hey, this is people's, it's our opinions. What do you want? Yeah, sorry, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, Greg. Thanks. Hey, and send us your comments. Um, pretty much everyone listening at this point probably knows us personally. So send us your notes. <laughs> send us your emails. Uh, you know, we'll have a Facebook page at some point and all that stuff too. But uh, leave your comments in the uh, iTunes store. Rate us. Subscribe. Yay. Check out, uh, check out Demo and Joe Taylor next week on Binger Purge. Binger Purge. This is Demo. And Joe Taylor, thank you for listening. Bye.